so that's more where it's going instead of trying to look out 18 months down the road and guess it's the access to capital is our hook it's kind of like all the people that went remember the 10-year terms and everybody's like, 10-year mortgages and then like 12 months later like crap why did i take that mortgage you know or 18 months later so that uh, was me i unfortunately yeah. put some people in that 10-year with ing direct back in the day bad yeah, i put my parents in one but i learned <laughs> <laughs> i learned Hey guys, I got a great deal for you. It's like, oh crap, why did I do that? But obviously, I zig for the market's sake. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to Allenby Mortgage Broker Podcast. Today I'm doing my Tens Loans a Month series. It's a tactical podcast I produce every week. And every once in a while, I actually do a live episode. And today I did a live episode with Brian Wiley. I'm the 12-hour broker. Ryan is going to be taking over the day-to-day of the 10 Loans a Month Academy. He is one of our top coaches that we've had for since we've opened. Clients love him. Brokers love him. So today, we're like, hey, let's talk about a couple things. First, let's talk about some lead generation ideas, given that the market has definitely shifted. There's less purchases happening. Obviously, refis aren't happening unless it makes financial sense from a cash flow perspective. And so we dive into that. And then we also talk about some of the things that we got planned or Ryan has planned for the 10 Loans a Month Academy as I'm focusing my energies on brokerage. And so I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Also, give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian mortgage brokers. A couple of cool things about it. First, it's very easy for borrowers to use. As they're filling out that application, it's automatically intelligently figuring out what documents are required. It lets them know. That's great for you. When you do get the app, you can then go in and search Lender Spotlight and all the rates, guidelines for the lenders to figure out where that loan should go. And then before you hit submit, it does a couple things. It pulls all the key data from the application, puts it in the submission. It's got smart submission notes. And it also, if it knows the lender it's going to, it'll also say, hey, don't forget these policies so that you don't waste time sending in files that aren't going to get approved. Very easy to use. Check them out, lendescom slash Finmo and check out this conversation with Ryan. Hey, welcome to I Love Me Mortgage, whatever. What is this? I Love Mortgage Brokering Live. I'm having one of those <laughs> days. And got my good buddy, Ryan Wiley here. And we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about lead generation in the current market, which is definitely things have been changing. And we're also going to touch a little bit on some things that we're doing with Talents a Month Academy, but we'll do that at the end. So Ryan, given kind of what you're seeing out there in the marketplace, how are you thinking about lead generation right now? Because obviously the transactions are down a bit. You know, it's definitely changed. What are your thoughts? Yeah, there's obviously goes without saying there's no more low hanging fruit, or there's a lot less of it. So the obvious thing, which I think most brokers have been doing, agents and brokers, uh, is reaching out to your clients that are in a variable, and just explaining their option to them, because there are options. And sometimes people just want to hear the options, even good or bad. But one of those options is out of that conversation, we've been seeing on our end is potential refinance opportunity, or maybe taking them out of their you know, Scotia variable, MCAP variable, and take them to a TD variable with a locked-in payment. They take one step back to take two forward because on a scale of one to 10, we ask our clients up front, how stressed are you right now because of those moving payments? If they tell us eight, nine, 10, that's an option some of our clients are taking is I will use the equity from my property, which the real estate gods just handed to us. I will pay that penalty, get out, maybe even take a worse rate, but now at least my payment's locked in for the five years. So that's like the obvious one, the not so obvious stuff. And it's more long-term. It's very tough to just draw a straight line from your energy to money in your bank account is creating more engagement 
with your current clients, right? And I'm talking, and I'll go over a couple little things that we're doing on our end or what I would recommend you do, but you create more engagement. We've got the time to do this now, right? We've got the time. We're not buried in files. So we've got the time to let our clients get to know us a little bit more and just be in front of them, creating engagement with your clients, but also getting access to people who have databases of your avatar, which is typically realtors. And so how do you creatively get access to their database? You know, you only have so many people in your database and maybe there's not a lot more business there. Well, then you got to go find people. And so there I always other like databases. Yeah. If there's fewer files, then fish in more ponds, basically. Fewer fish out there. More and- ponds where there's already trust built up. Yeah, but that's what's always been one of your strengths is finding other people's ponds to fish in where they're like, hey, sure, Ryan, come throw your line in this pond. And uh, okay, so let's talk specifically. I'm going to hit you with a couple of different thoughts or questions. So let's say you got clients that are renewing mortgages in the next 18 months. What would your go to the strategy be to go to them? You know, they're in a mortgage, whether it's a variable or fixed, they're renewing in 18 months. What would you do with those folks? You know what? We wouldn't do much with those. And I'll tell you why is we don't play in the renewal game. Well, uh, you also have a lot of variable rate clients, right? So like correct. most of your clients. So then answer that question. Then I have a follow-up question. Yeah. So like we don't track renewals on our end. Most of our clients refinance some point through the five years, but then at renewal time, we're up against retention teams and it's just a race to the bottom. And so we won't focus on those people. Hey, do you want to do some sort of early renewal? Because our hands are a little bit tied on the broker side versus what they can get done at the branch level on early renewals. And so we don't target those, but we do reach out very specifically with a sniper rifle to our variable clients. And it's not send something to our database and go, hey, if you're a variable, we might be able to help. It is, we will pull a report from Phylogics for us, segregate it through by variable rate, and we will look at their current situation. Obviously, if they have a huge discount, we don't do too much because they're pretty good. If they're with TD, we're not even approaching those people yet because they're locked in and the trigger point is a ways off. We will reach out with the sniper rifle and make a phone call and be like, hey, you're at a prime minus 50 and get your prime minus 30 right now with a locked in. It's going to cost you this amount of your equity, but your payment's going to jump up a little, but it's going to be locked in for five years. How does that sound? And that's what we're doing and it's working. And you find that, okay, so basically you pull up your list of variable rate clients if anybody's in a variable rate, because I'm in a variable rate that's actually gone up quite a bit. Like, and you know, what my mortgages <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, are. I said to Shan the other day, I'm like, you know how much our mortgage payments went up? She goes, when we first got married, that would have been like, that would have been our mortgage payment, right? Yeah. Uh, so in any case, this one, this sniper strategy is basically finding non-static variable rates. And even though they're going to be paying a slightly different, potentially a little higher rate, the security of the static payment is actually more important. Completely. At the beginning of that phone call, we're calling to check in, but we're on a scale one to 10. How stressed out are you? If they tell us Mm -hmm. a three, that scenario, it's going to be tough for that to work. But if they tell us an eight, nine or 10 or above, I know that the next movement in September and the next movement after this one we just had, like they're losing sleep at night. So I've got a solution for you. Right. Right. Okay, so you, 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 you come at it from that angle, from like solve that emotional stress. Yeah, you okay, told so- me you were a nine out of 10 stressed out. Right. So I'm just going to give you an option on how to do that. Right. That's a great idea. Okay. So what about you got a client in a fixed rate? So I'm probably not with you, but if you had somebody that came across you and they, Hey, Ryan, I got a fixed rate mortgage. It's renewing in 18 months. What would you say to that client? What would your strategy be? Well, it's going to be tough to get business out of that, right? They're in a fixed rate. The penalty is going to be pretty minimal right now. It's going to be three month interest in most scenarios. So you're kind of playing with a crystal ball because I've heard some brokers do this. Hey, let's lock into rates today because we know what we're getting. 
I personally don't believe in that philosophy because I think 18 months from now, we could be hopefully in a little bit better scenario, but there's no way I'd be locking in any scenario now, unless we're cleaning up unsecured debt, we're pulling money out for investments, we're pulling money out for rainy day funds, you know, you're going to change careers and we need to get access to capital. So now the conversations have shifted to just access to capital, right? And that's a lot of the messaging we're putting out to our database is the purse strings are tightening and yep. access to capital is king, cash is king. And so that means different things to different people. If you're self-employed, why don't we put a $300,000 HELOC and just put that in? That gets the foot in the door, right? To the conversation. Maybe there's a better way to structure it, but that's how you get into that conversation. Right. So, so that's you, more where it's going instead of trying to look out 18 months down the road. And guess. It's the access to capital is our hook. It's kind of like all the people that went, remember in the 10-year terms, and there was 10-year mortgages. And then like 12 months later, like, crap, why did I take that mortgage? You know, or 18 months later. So that uh, was me. I unfortunately yeah. put some people in that 10-year with ING Direct back in the day. Bad yeah, I put my parents in one. But I learned. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I learned. Hey guys, I got a great deal for you. It's like, oh crap, why did I do that? But obviously, I zigged when the market zigged. Okay, so you got a variable rate strategy. You've got access to capital would be another thing. Like basically, your access to capital while your appraisals are high, higher, right? Like because yeah. in six months, you know, if your neighbors have to sell. You know, something I've been thinking a lot about in the back of my mind, and I know you don't do a ton of like B and private stuff, but like the mix that have mortgages out at like three and a half, 3.7, you know, those people are going to be renewing in a dramatically different market, like dramatically. If they're not at 7% plus, I'll be shocked. And so if I had clients like that in my book, I would be dealing with those people early. Like do not leave those till 30 days 100%. out and they get a letter and they go, what? This is my renewal rate. How much is my payment? And there's going to be some sticker shock, I think. We've got a client because we have some like B that just fall in our web. And we have some clients that are renewing with like a $2,000 higher mortgage payment. And it's crippling them to the point of like, they might have to sell their home. So this is a ripple effect that hasn't really been talked about yet. It's coming though. There's, there's coming. that is coming. It's, yeah, for sure. It's coming. Yeah. So if you have those clients or you can interact with them, like some of them may make sense for them to sell. Like you're not saying, Hey, look, or their property may not make sense, but they've got to look at all options because let's look at what's your life look like your cash flow look like at, you know, $2,000 a month more mortgage payment if that yeah. happens. So Okay. In terms of you're trying to find business right now. So let's say like the real estate market, you know, if you listen to the news, everything's falling. Oh my gosh, but it's not, there's still opportunities out there. Let's talk about realtors and then other things. So right now, what's your conversation with the realtor look like? So our conversation with our realtors were, if I was going out, well, there's two, what do you have with your current realtor, right? They're pretty much pitching the same message as we are is, and what we have a lot of investor clients is it's actually, if you do the math, buying now as an investor, for sure as an investor, makes more sense than buying three, four months ago. So we actually ran a scenario. We took a $700,000 rental property, cookie cutter type property in our area, and we ran a 2% interest rate versus buying it now at six and a quarter, you know, a four and a half percent interest rate. And so what does that look like? And the cash flow is almost bang on, but the massive advantage is you're buying much lower. So your ceiling is a lot higher. And you get to write off that interest. So when you factor in the differences on writing off the interest on that example, I gave you two and a half percent interest. That's less money you have to give to CRA. So when you factor that in and the monthly cash flow difference, you actually come out ahead. Like we did this scenario, I did some training on this. You come out ahead $100, $150 a month when you factor the tax advantage in. So that's the message we're having with our realtors because we're geared towards- That's a good chunk of your clients, right? 
And story has to be laid out, backed up with numbers, and then distilled down to a story that is easy to consume for the realtor, easy to consume for the clients. We're putting a lot of focus on our storytelling. You know, access to capital, better time to buy now. Let me show you why, not just saying that. Let me actually give you a scenario why I believe that, because the numbers don't lie. And so we've always focused on storytelling, but now even more so. But then we always back it up with something, with an example. Yeah. So that's our referral partners. If I was going after new referral partners, which I think a lot of people are, I think that's the best way to build a business is through referral-based business, is you've got a couple of things you can do. It could be as simple as, because you're trying to get access to their platform, their database, yeah. their social media. Could be, let's go live and do a Facebook Live and let's talk about the options for variable clients, what options they have, right? So that's an easy one. You could then put together those same options on one page, four options. You list out what you think the options are. I think they're pretty obvious what they are, but you list them out and you make a four minute video and you ask if there's value there. You get your realtor's opinion on it. Get a realtor's opinion on it. You're not asking them to send it right away. You're asking for their opinion. When you ask people for their opinions on stuff, they like to give you feedback. Then all of a sudden, hey, do you think you this business? Yeah, I always say if you ask for advice, you get business. Yeah. There's a psychological thing that happens because now they're invested in your message versus that's actually a really good idea. Hey, I love to get yeah. your feedback on this. I love like to get feedback. It all the time, but then that's actually a way to get them to watch the video, right? Like yeah. if you just send them a video, hey, check this out, you know, whatever fancy headline versus, hey, you know, can I get your advice on something? And then they watch it and now they're invested in it. And people love to give their opinion, which is why you remember the magazines with the like, you know, which was your spirit animal and which celebrity you most like. I did them all the time when I was in high school. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying? So like, we want to know what we think. We like to express our opinion. Yeah. We like to know. And so I think that that's a great strategy in terms of like getting people to engage with your content. So it's easy, uh, right? it's easy for people to go, okay, I'll check it out. You know, one thing you don't want to do is, because I've seen this happen with some Asian brokers, in an environment like this, if your avatar is, let's just say, A clients, don't start changing your avatar and chasing things that you normally don't do. Instead, like don't try to become a private expert now or a B expert. If the A side is what you are good at and what you love working with those avatars, just double down on it. Seriously, double down on it, but it starts with your own clients. So unfortunately, our industry, there's a lack of database marketing with intention and purpose. And a lot of people send out the same generic stuff. You have an opportunity to connect and engage with your database and how we're doing it. And I think it's the best way to do it hands down is through video. And yeah, you got to put yourself out there, but you need to be authentic. You need to be a little vulnerable. You need to be consistent. If you can get some videos out to your database, just letting them know what's going on. And you don't um, even need to wear a pinstripe suit. You do not need to wear a pinstripe suit. I'm going to tell you the number one, those of you who've been following me for a while, you've heard this. This is the number one easiest way to get engaging with your database. Hands down, not even close. You go and make a video and you just tell them about what's going on very quick, 30, 45 seconds. And at the end of it, you go, hey, I want to know what your number one real estate or mortgage question is. What's the number one thing? That's it. Reply back to this email with your question. You're going to have people that reply back. And then guess what? You're going to reply back with a video, a custom video. They're going to go, hey, what do you think's happening in the market? And it's opening up these conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's asynchronistic dialogue that's building a ton of trust and opening conversations and stuff. Yep. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah, um, I would ask that. If you're kind of like stagnant and the pipeline's not full and you're not talking to people and you don't want to just pick the phone up and call people, you do that. You ask that question in a video format and then respond back with a custom video, your answer. 
you're top of mind again, you're building a fence around your database, and I promise you, applications will come out. You'll get opportunities and leads from it. That's a brilliant idea. So this recent rate increase one percent. Did you send anything out to your database? What was your like strategy with this? You know, well, um, or were you doing fortunately, something before? We've been prepping people for it. So all of our verbiage leading up to this was 0.75. And so the fact it went up a little bit more, it wasn't much of a shock. What we've been doing is we do very detailed budgeting with our pre-approval clients, proposals we walk them through. We had the interest rate, the 75 basis point interest rate jump already on all the people who were out shopping, right? So months before, as soon as we knew it was gonna jump up, all of our budgeting with every single client had already taken into consideration that jump. So then we said to add an extra 25 base point. Right, on. right. Setting expectations. So yeah, we set them early on and we set them for September. It's coming. And we said next year it's coming. We said maybe another percent. So no one's surprised. None of our clients are surprised, but we got ahead of it. Yeah. What about your past clients that are in variable rates? What conversation look like with them? Well, we sent a video out like, you know, geez, there's been so many moves there, but we sent a video out two moves ago just listing out the options because we were getting inundated with emails like everyone is. So instead of answering every email, we just made a generic one explaining your four options in no specific order, what they are. And people loved it. Said, hey, if you can book a call, if you want to execute one of these strategies, but if not, at least you know your options. Right, and right. that's all people want. Most people just want to know their options, right? I preface it with I'm not going to say you're going to love them, but at least you know where you stand. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So any other things that you think in terms of, if you look at the fall, what would your strategy be for continuing for growth in terms of lead generation, what sort of stuff? Well, geez, growth or maybe maintain. I think now we've been COVID. Well, if you maintain, you're growing. Like, you, you know, because you're seeing, if you see the decline in just the number of transactions, it's interesting. I just pulled up the stats when I was chatting with GTA, the prices have only come down marginally, but the volume has come down. Like the number of units changing hands has come down. So like, yeah, but I'm curious what your strategy would be going into the fall. Well, yeah, with us, it's interesting. Once again, we're just doubling down on what we do. We're not trying to do something different. We do videos. We stay in front of our clients. We do webinars. We're consistent with everything. So this is just another blip in the radar for us. Like we just keep carrying on. And the cool thing about our industry, if you can stay at your volume or deals you fund, you get a raise every year because prices typically go up. And so we've sort of taken the summer as, hey, let's take our foot off the gas a little bit, but let's take care of some of the homework, that ever-growing list of tasks to do in your business that you never focus on. And let's look at the ones that move the needle the most. And for us, it's our database marketing and it's connecting with people and it's telling stories. It's telling case studies, showing testimonials. It's just all through video. And so we're just keeping on doing that and we just keep consistently doing it. And so for you, if you don't do any of that, this is the time, this is this downtime where you can go build that foundational block into your business, the consistency, get in your calendar, the videos. I promise you, you do that long-term brick by brick, you're better off 12 months from now, your clients know you more, they're referring you more, you're top of mind more. This yeah. is like a perfect opportunity to sort of look at your business and go, like, what are the two things I can do consistently to move the needle that I have been dropping the ball on because I've been so busy. You know, right. remember when COVID happened and everything just stopped, like people were like, <laughs> like the world like, it was like a hit pause. And we looked around like, yeah. are we all going to be working at Subway if we can even go to Subway? And I remember I was like, okay, when these things happen, there was no market share to grab, but you could grab mind share. And so this is where we did the Love 19 campaign where we went and partnered with local businesses. 
we, you know, partnered with local real estate agents and we had people grow massive lists through that. We had people get news stories written about them on camera, like on news TV shows. And then when it turned, they just rode that wave. And so there's right now there's this wave of attention that's to do with interest rates rising and the risk, you know, of a recession. And so you as a mortgage broker, I always think it's like a surfboard. When the wave happens, if you have a surfboard on that wave, you're in a good place. And so if you don't have one, build one and think about where that wave's going, that attention, and then, you know, use it to continue to expand your reach. The one thing that we've noticed right now, our agents, it's easier to get meetings because the realtors that were flat out have a bit more time. It's going to pick up again. Like there's going to be a cross point where just, as you said, we're going to see prices dip a little. And even with that increase in interest rates, it's like, wait a second, it's still way cheaper for me now because I'm going to actually get more bang for my buck and I'm going to be better and figure out, let's say if house prices did drop 10% and interest rates went up. And then you compare your down payment smaller than it was. The second thing is, is that you compare where you'll be in five years, your balance is going to be smaller, right? Yep. And so there's going to come a point where I think we're going to see another surge. And if you're sitting now going, well, I'm just going to wait, like this is the time to be grabbing up that opportunity that is out there by just going after those relationships, building that network. And then the other thing that happens is, you know, if we do slip into a recession, rates historically get cut. They're like, oh, crap. You know, got to stimulate the economy now. We've overdone it. And so like when that happens, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you when, but I tell you that that is the pattern. And so, you know, you play the long game, but also at the same time, understand that this is just another cycle that we're going to go through. We've seen it. There's going to be an opportunity to go back and optimize all those variable rates of people who are closing now in the last couple of months. And they're at prime minus zero five, prime minus 30, like prime minus 70, prime minus 90. Like those days will be here again. Oh, it'll and come back. So you'll have massive opportunity then. But to your point, realtors are taking meetings now, which they weren't taking meetings like during COVID. It the, was the busy ones weren't. The, the good ones, yeah. anyone we're talking to. And so if you can tell an intriguing story like you referenced, and it's, as I referenced at the beginning, a six and a quarter versus seven, and you break them down, and then you distill that into something they can easily digest. And you go, do you think this would be beneficial to get out to your clients, to kind of just show them it's not as bad as you think to purchase now. I don't know, like it'd be very tough for any realtor with their head screwed on straight to say like, piss off. That's a great idea. Even just the content, right? Realtors are starving for content. They always are. And now you're telling a story. It's a story that actually benefits them as well. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's chat about 10 loans a month Academy. So you want to talk about that or do you have anything else you want to add on this lead stuff? No, I think, you know, it's now's the time, like get out of your comfort zone. The deals aren't falling on our lap. And so you have to roll your sleeves up and you have to go into more care mode with your clients. You actually have to put a lot more energy in. We were getting paid very nicely there for a long time to do not a lot of work. Those times are gone. So you have to mentally get your head right that it's time to get back into the weeds a bit. So that's all I want to say. But yeah, let's talk 10 loans a month. Sure. Yeah. Actually, you just keep me fire. So basically sum this whole thing up, care for your clients, you know, the people that you work with content for your realtors, think about how you can help them and then you'll crush more mortgages. So three C's care, content, <laughs> crush. Uh, okay. So the marketing, we're marketing guys. We, I got to start everything into marketing. So, okay. I want to give everybody a, I'm pretty excited about this. So Ryan has been working with me in the 10 loans a month Academy now for, I don't know, almost since we started it and consistently one of the highest rated coaches we have but people just absolutely love. I mean, you're so down to earth, the way that you talk, the way that you share, you get into the weeds, you show people how to like grow their business. Like even the strategy of what was it? You said the video one, I want to know what's your number one real estate or mortgage question. 
guys, like literally send that out today. Your oh. inbox will be full. Like your Perfect. inbox will be full. Like that is just one example of the kind of stuff that you do on a regular basis. So like you and I've worked on a deal where basically you're going to be taking over the 10 loans a month Academy. Yep. And because I've focused my energy on the podcast on the brokerage. And so I'm excited about having you come in and basically take that thing. Cause I think that given the current environment, you know, getting coached from people like Ryan and Jim and, you know, a bunch of the other amazing coaches that we have, Christina and Hannah, like this is how you're going to get better faster. It's just cheat on the test. These people have already figured this stuff out or they figure it out faster than the average person. And so, yeah, talk to me about that a little bit about your, like, have any vision or plan for kind of what you're thinking or is that yep. still to come? No, no. Well, yeah, a little here and there, but yeah, thank you for the opportunity. So I'm jumping in my mortgage businesses. We built the team around it and I'm stepping out of the mortgage business side and we've got a team that's going to be running things. And so I'm going to be majority of my time is going to be in 10 loans a month. It's pretty cool. The last coaching cohort I did, I think we had five students. None of them had been in the business longer than two years. And I was right. like so impressed that they decided to make that investment that early in their career. I wish I had done that. I kind of did to some degree with Greg Williamson back in the day, but I was like, wow, the fact that you're doing this in this environment, kudos to you, you've won already. But man, I just, I like what you've done with 10, not like I love what you've done with 10 loans a month. The access to amazing coaches who are willing to pull the curtain back on their business and actually give you something tangible to help your business right away is phenomenal. The format you have, for lining up the two, the student who's willing to learn with those coaches. I haven't seen that before. I think it's just getting started. I've got so many cool ideas to bring in so many cool coaches. Once you're in the ecosystem, you're part of the academy. We've got some mindset stuff that we help you with every week. We've got some office hours, which is kind of like a mortgage secrets, different people in the industry coming in. We've got some cool things we're going to be launching there. And then we're just getting started. So this is Literally, my passion is this coaching and helping yeah. mortgage brokers. And it doesn't feel like work to me. I wake up and I'm jacked, ready to go. So I'm just going to take the brand and you're going to see it a lot more everywhere. You know, social media, YouTube. We just, yeah. you're going to bring you're gonna so put, much Yeah, because one of the things about the whole, this model that we love, that both of us love is the fact that going getting coached by one person is brilliant as they are, you know. Greg Williamson is an example, or you, if I'm going to go, that's awesome. There's so many things I can learn from you, but then there's somebody else like Jim or there's, I feel like one coach is like being homeschooled, nothing against being homeschooled if you're homeschooled, but what's better is to have people that have very specific set of skills around a particular area in the mortgage business that can help you learn how to do that faster. That's the multiplier effect. And the cool thing, when you have these smart coaches and you have smart people in the room, what I love is that you get people that are like, as you've seen this happen, Ryan, they'll come back, you'll give them your idea, they'll come back and be like, huh, that's oh, actually, that's yeah. an improvement. Oh yeah. my gosh. And then everybody's like, we're all like high-fiving because they're like, I didn't see that. This is what makes the thing multiply even more. You take smart people, you give them good ideas, they come back and they go, man, I like it gets better and better. And my experience has been that each quarter, the sessions get better, just continues to improve because of it. Because Coaching people are running, it's almost like running goals. these little mini experiments in different markets. They come back yeah. and they say, hey, here's what I did, look at this. And you're like, well, hold on. You did what now? And then you're like, you guys hear this? Copy what that person did because that was genius. And so that happens yeah. like all the time. I love that. Yeah, the coaching definitely evolves. And like right now, we've got a bunch of buckets of specific type coaches. We have some lead generation. We have process oriented. We have mindset. We have objection handling, scripting, stuff like that. And so I think for the foreseeable future, maybe the next two, three, four quarters, we're going to have a focus on lead generation 
bringing in some new lead generation coaches. Different sources, accountants and financial advisors. And financial advisors, uh, Smith Maneuver. We've got Jason Hanabury doing Smith Maneuver, you know, teaching that and, you know, RESPs versus investment properties with cash damming for a multiplier. We're in talks right now with a Facebook expert who runs campaigns for loan officers and mortgage All brokers the already. US, yeah. Yeah. So we've got, that's kind of what I'd like to do because I think this will be the most needed thing for now re-energize the lead gen for people and just give you outside the box ways of creating business. Cause the good ones are doing it. Like the agents who have a business an actual business with a team, like they've got the lead gen dialed in. They're not going to see too much of a blip here for the average one man, one woman band shop, which is a lot of agents in, in Canada. They need some creative help with the lead gen. So yeah, I know I'm, I'm excited about it. So if you guys are listening, go to 10 loans a month.com the number 10, you can get on the wait list because all the coaches are busy top producers. This is something we only open up, you know, a few times a year. And we also have limited space because they all get full. Like we're always sell out. There's not a single quarter that we have not sold out. And so if it's something you'd like to do, then definitely get on that list and we'll send you an invite. Dude, I'm excited to see what you do with this. It's going to be amazing. The next three to six months, it's going to be bonkers to see what you guys cook up, especially around the whole lead gen stuff. So Check out Ryan's podcast, all of our broker, you know, and you're going to see Ryan, you're going to be doing some stuff with the 10 loans a month, some video stuff. And like, you got a whole bunch of like, it's going to be cool. So oh, yeah, your you're going to see, fortunately or unfortunately, you guys are going to see a lot more. <laughs> so right. We'll yeah. And maybe he'll do this here, but he probably will. <laughs> <laughs> I did my hair today. He's like, this is done. Like, okay, guys, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks, Ryan, for sharing some ideas. And we'll be talking to you guys soon. Okay. You got it, man. Peace out. All right. Thanks again for listening to this conversation with Ryan. A couple of quick things. First, if you're interested in the 10 loans a month Academy, go to 10 loans a month.com, the number 10, get on the wait list. And we'll let you know when we open our doors again. And second, if you are a new mortgage broker and you want to find out about things that we're doing to help them succeed faster than anybody, go to rookie to rockstar.ca. We've got a webinar there. Where we walk you through the whole process. Check it out. And thanks again for listening to this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.